Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. This is again Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz. And this this evening, uh, we're going to talk about Parsha's Ba'era. Ba'era. What is Parsha's Ba'era uh, consisting? Well, God reveals himself to Abraham three days after the first Jews circumcision at age 99 it was not easy in the hardest day that you could ever imagine but Abraham had that humility to go through the test that Hashem the Almighty had provided so at 99 Abraham rushes off with the pain that he had, with the tiredness that he had, with the heat that he had, and he goes and prepares a meal for three guests who appeared in the desert heat. One of the three angels was disguised as a man, announced that in exactly one year, Sarah, his wife that was barren, would have a son. And when Sarah heard that, she laughed. Why did she laugh? She laughed because she said, this is impossible at my age. She really did not believe in it. But remember, for God, there's no impossible. There is nothing impossible for Hashem. Abraham pleads with God to spare the wicked city of Sodom to of the three disguised angels arrived to the city when Lot, who was Abraham's nephew, extended his hospitality to these angels. They did not know that they were angels. And then they protect them from the evil intention of the Sodomites. The Sodomites well, the word says it all. They did not like any guests to come in into this new town. And if someone would arrive and they would realize that they were guests, they would run and get these guests and get sodomized. So that was not a welcoming way for any of the guests. So to protect from evil intentions of the sodomite uh, mob, the two guests revealed that they have come to overturn this the place and to save Lot and his family from this type of 
reality in this place called Sodom. Well, Lot takes his daughters and also his wife. And when Lot was asked to leave, everybody left. And when they were walking out, the wife was curious to turn around and see the flames that had come down into Sodom. And for that reason, Lot's wife is turned into a pillar of salt. Why? Because she disobeyed the commandment not to look back at the burning city as they flee. So what does that teach us? That sometimes we have to learn that if we have had bad experiences and painful experiences, we should not look back. We should look forward and not look back. Because if we do, we stay in that reality and we don't have the space to bring a new reality. That's what we learn. While taking shelter in the cave, the two daughters, they believed that there was no more life around, that they were the only ones that survived this big fire that eliminate the city of Sodom. So they understood these two daughters that they had to procreate and continue the life of creating a nation. So in those days, the Torah was still not written down, was not given precisely. So they too decided that they were going to give their father some wine to get him drunk so they could lie down with him in order to have become pregnant. They, the girls, two daughters, thought that they were doing something which was right to us to, con to create a new nation. The two sons born from this incident was the father of the nations of Moab and Ammon. It's interesting to mention that from Lot comes King David and Mashiach. How could that be possible? Well, we sometimes don't understand Hashem's ways, but 
what I want to explain to you that from darkness that can exist in every people's life, some great light is behind it. We just have to see it. So when you're in trouble, the actual resolution is in the trouble, in the headache. Because that is a growing experience. Okay, so in this case, the girl, the daughters of Lot, they thought they were doing the right thing. And as unethical uh, that we can see this happening, they had a right intention to create a nation. And that is why they were able to do and lay down with his, their father, creating two nations. Abraham moves to Gerar, where the Philistine king Abimelech takes Sarah, who is presented as Abraham, Abraham's sister. You have to remember that all kings that saw a woman that he liked will be taken in his harem. So Sarah was taken uh, to the harem, but Abraham presented her as his sister. in this place of Abimelech. In a dream, God warns Abimelech, the king, that he would die unless he would return the wife, Sarah, to her husband, Abraham. So, Abimelech explained that he had a fear that he would be killed over that beautiful Sarah. Interesting that sometimes we don't understand Hashem's ways. God remembers his promise to Sarah. And Sarah had to go to also had to go through very strong tests. After 10 years of her not being able to conceive, he gives her handservant to Abraham in order to create a descendant. As we know, it was Ishmael that came from the maid servant that was called Hagar. Now let's not forget that Hagar was a princess. She was the daughter of an Egyptian pharaoh. So God remembers his promise to Sarah when the angel came to her and gives her an Abraham a son 
who was named Yitzhak. And the meaning of Yitzhak means laughter, will laugh, really. Isaac was circumcised at, the, at eight days, and Abraham is 100 years old, and Sarah 90 at the age, at the age when the child was born. Sarah saw that Hagar and Ishmael were not nice to Isaac, and they were very harsh and mean. So one day, Sarah goes to Abraham and asks, please send Hagar and Ishmael away from us. They are not worthy of being here because they're making my son and myself not being respected as your wife. So it was very hard for Abraham to accept that because at such age that he had, he was having a descendant and a second descendant. One was the oldest one being <clears throat> Ishmael and then Itzhak. But an angel came to Abraham and he said, Abraham, listen to your wife. This is where we understand that Sarah had that special, special wisdom that she could foresee that her son was going to be the son that was going to bring the nations of the Jewish people. And against his will, Abraham sends Hagar and Ishmael, and he's vanished, and they vanished from Abraham's home. And they wandered in the desert. You can imagine how Abraham felt, his first son. But nevertheless, they went, they took some bread and some water. But being in a desert, you could only go so far. So Hagar starts to cry to see that her son was dying. And an angel came to Hagar and to tell her, please don't cry. You have shown 
your tears to the Almighty. And I tell you that your son will bear a nation as a wild boar that will always have in his hand a weapon or a knife to protect himself and his nation will be the nation of this world. So, uh, the angel saves the life of Ishmael, showing his mother a whale. Abimelech, the king, makes a treaty with Abraham at Beersheba, where Abraham gives him seven sheep as a sign of his truth. God, as usually, tested Abraham ten times. And one of these tests wanted to see how much devotion he commanded him to sacrifice his son Yitzhak on Mount Moriah in the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Yitzhak is bound and placed on the altar and Abraham raises his knife to slaughter his son and a voice from heaven calls to stop him. Ram caught into the underground, underground by its horns. And he said, Abraham, Abraham, please desist from harming your son. Now I see that you are loyal to me and that you will give anything it takes to be with your mighty God. So Abraham receives the news of the birth of a daughter, Rebecca, to his nephew, Bethuel. Unfortunately, Saren heard the news of Isaac that he was being offered in a misbeach. And just to hear that news, it causes her so much pain that she died from the pain. How important it is to not give news to people in the negative form. It's very important not to do that. And very important points that we want to understand in this Parsha by area. Hashem will give life to man because without man, 
all creation is a generating force in a Latin, Latin form. But someone needs to activate this creation. And this is the human being, the center of creation. And we have to understand that man is the recipient, the vessel where the Almighty pilots the world. So the Torah says, you will make a temple and I will live in it. This means within ourselves. But if the human being is not all aware and, and looks for a connection and communication with the Almighty, and it's not pure in thoughts and in behavior, then the Almighty cannot be the pilot within ourselves to move this world. Remember, the Almighty is all kindness and we need to feel him and to emulate his virtues. So if there's chaos in the world, who is to blame? It's us because we don't have the awareness and the space within us to allow the Almighty to enter inside of us. We were made as his image. So we have to meditate in this point. So we will leave, leave it at that and we will make a meditation and I am going to explain how we do this meditation. It's called Itbonenut. Itbonenut is a state where you take away your ego and open yourself to become a vessel. And we will teach you how to go about it. So now I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, to take a deep breath, and exhale, and again, take a deep breath, and exhale, and lastly, take a deep breath. And exhale, your eyes are closed, you're comfortable, all the tension that you feel is now being relaxed. And now we are going to visualize a Magendavit, a star update, all 
with a golden color. And inside this Magendavid is a white, a white feature. And that white feature is you. Then, in front of us, we're going to see another Magendavi. That is as big as the world, or a little bit bigger, as you perceive it. I allow you to see it as big as you want. There, we are going to visualize an, the Magendavid second one that is all in gold. And inside, we're going to visualize the following Hebrew letters. So, we're going to see the letter Reish in white color. And up above, we're going to put a small candle light. And we're going to visualize Reish. Then the next letter we're going to visualize in white is the letter Nun. And up above, we're going to see a candlelight. And then lastly, we're going to see another letter. The letter bit is a white color and we're going to illuminate it with a little white candle. So now we see three beautiful lights from the candle that we lit and they're going to be intermingled like when you make a hala, you brace it. And this bracing is going to become one flame, one big flame that has the movement and the energy of one of the names of a ship. Close your eyes. We're going to see how this beautiful flame is going to come outside from the upper side of the magenta bead and it's going to go out directly towards our magenta bead connecting attracting this energy this energy is going to come right into your into the Magin David where you are placed. It's going to come with such force into the Magin David where you are. 
and it's gonna come with such energy into into your brain and you're gonna feel this electric feeling and from the brain it's gonna go to the heart left right left right with a magnitude going around and around and around and from there it's going to go to your liver that energy is cleaning all these three important organs of our body liver the heart and the brain just feel how it's purifying all the bad feelings all the ugliness that you might be feeling and you're going to clean it up like a vacuum cleaner but with light that purifies the space that is going to be needed so the almighty can dwell in Then, after this big energy of flame from the liver, we're going to go up to the heart. And from the heart to the brain, we're going to make it go with such inertia from the heart to the brain to the heart to the brain, to the heart, to the brain, to the heart, to the brain, and then it's going to go out, up, outside your Magenda V. You're going to see these sparkling lights that is going to protect you and protect your aura from any evil, from any bad things that you will have encountering you will be protected why because you're carrying the light and the magnitude the spiritual light that you have within after this lighting of it we are going to thank the Almighty for allowing us to cleanse us and little by little we have gratitude to Him. We feel the cleansingness and we feel the light and slowly, slowly we're going to come back into, back into our body. Slowly, slowly, we can move our body. All our bodies totally relaxed. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So today, this is our meditation that we're going to be having. Each Parsha has a meditation. And the meditation 
has its purpose. In this case, this meditation was precisely focused in protecting you from everyday's problems and cleansing your inner soul so the Almighty can dwell within you like he did with Avram Avinu, Sarah Amenu, Yitzhak, Hagar, and Ishmael. If you have any questions, please write to us at Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz at gmail.com. Have a very good day, afternoon, or evening. Thank you. See you next time.